Amen. There once was a young boy, about 12 years old. He got to spend the week at camp. His parents, they had saved up for a little while to pay for him to go. Now, the week before camp started, his mom told him about all the cool stuff he'd get to do. Wall climbing, swimming, archery, riding horses, uh, have campfires, hang out with your friends, all kinds of stuff. And the way she described it, man, it sounded pretty awesome. The day before camp started, his mom said, okay, let's pack some clothes and stuff for you. What? Do I have to? I don't want to do that. That's boring, the boy replied. Come on, it'll be fun, his mom replied. So we did it. The next day, it was time to go. They got in the car. They began to drive to the camp. It was a bit of a ways. About 30 minutes into the drive, the boy started to complain. What's taking so long? I'm bored. This sucks. Well, when they arrived at the camp, the boy found the cabin he was going to be staying in. What? I got to sleep on the bottom bunk? That's lame. And where's all my friends? I thought they'd be here too. Well, the, the cabin leaders assured him that it would be okay and, and that they would have a great time together that week. Well, the first activity was riding horses. The boy had to admit this sounded kind of cool. But when they got there, they had to wait in line. Come on! Why do they get to go first? Why can't we go... Okay, when we got to ride the horses, the next complaint started. Hurry up, why can't we go faster? This is boring. Lunch was coming up. He heard they were having pizza on the first day. He loved pizza. What's this? This isn't the kind of pizza I like. <laughs> Does that sound like anyone you know? As I've been reflecting on, on Thanksgiving, I've noticed that, that thankfulness or being thankful is a rather simple message, but it is surprisingly difficult to live. And this is true for many people, especially true for anyone that has kind of a, a consumer type of mentality. Uh, the mentality where it's, you know, it's all, the focus is all about me and myself our preferences, our inconveniences. And I used the example of a kid attending camp, but I could have also used an illustration of a, a person going to school or going to work. I could have used an example of an adult getting ready for church on a Sunday morning. It's easy to complain when the focus is all about me. And so the question I want to explore with you this morning, this Thanksgiving morning, is how do I become a person who is characterized by thankfulness. So this morning we're going to explore Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. So if you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn there. There's three verses, and they include three commands to be thankful. Let's read it together. I'll also have it up on the screen, and let's see how this connects together. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, 
singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So how do we become a people who are characterized by thankfulness? That's the angle I want to explore this morning. And we're going to look at three things. The peace of Christ, the message of Christ, and how that impacts how we speak and act in the name of Christ. This is verse 15 again. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. So thankfulness, a thankful heart, is a result of the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts. It, come, it comes out of the, rich, the richness of the gospel. And it results in experiencing the nearness of God. And so I've witnessed people uh, who have gone through some really tough circumstances. Circumstances that could cause a person all kinds of reasons to complain. And yet I have seen peace and thankfulness that cannot be explained any other way. And so I remember watching our friend Boyd. He battled cancer a few years back. And I remember he came to youth one evening and during the season that he was going through these cancer treatments. And I remember him sharing about some of the, some of the awful side effects of those treatments. And yet, somehow, he was still filled with joy and thankfulness. And he even found humor in some of the discomfort and the pain that he was enduring. And while the cancer eventually took his life, I, I never saw it take his peace with God. And even at the end, the way in which he suffered was a testimony of the nearness of God and the peace of God in his life. Uh, last year, uh, my friend and our, our SCMC brother, Adam Penner, he had a major heart event which landed him in the hospital for a couple of weeks. And he was put in an induced coma. He went through countless tests and a, and a variety of procedures. Uh, he endured a long road to recovery that is still ongoing. And him and I, we have a pretty good relationship. And I think he has the freedom to be uh, raw and honest with me. And I'm sure there was all kinds of low moments of lament in the journey. And yet, through all that, I never heard complaining. I never heard that woe is me attitude, not about his circumstances, uh, not about the inconveniences, not about missing sports or losing his drivers, not about the slow recovery. Honestly, the only thing I ever remember hearing him say was just this expression of thankfulness. Thankfulness toward the medical teams. Thankfulness toward his family and friends. Thankfulness for life. Thankfulness for how people cared for and helped him and Megan during that time. And somehow, he could even find humor in some of the experiences that he had. That is the peace of Christ. And I could share other examples of people from our midst who have experienced difficult times but have just been filled with thankfulness. And you know, we, we, all, we all endure suffering in some way. And suffering can do one of two things to us. It can either cause us to complain and focus on ourselves and, and the pain and the inconveniences in that, or it can cause us to turn and to rely on God, on His strength, on his, in His presence. And it can remind us of the many blessings that we do have. 
And when we turn to the Lord in our suffering, we see beauty instead of ashes. We see the good that God does through it. Jesus and and our relationship with him is the source of a thankful heart. And so the peace of Christ that... It's the peace of Christ that produces this this spirit of thankfulness in us. And it has a huge bearing on our relationships with the people in our lives. And one of the ways that we see the peace of Christ made manifest is in our relationships with one another. In other words, our relationships with each other, they're kind of connected to our peace with God. You see, it's hard, if not impossible, to be genuinely thankful when you harbor bitterness and anger and unforgiveness toward people in your lives. And so we invite the the peace of Christ to change us from the inside out. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And one of the great ways that we can invite the peace of Christ to rule into our hearts is by letting by having the message of Christ dwell in us. This is verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitudes in your hearts. The message of Christ. What are the messages you are listening to? What kind of messages are influencing your life? You know, never before in the history of the world have we had so many messages bombard us every hour of every day, every minute of every day. We have instant messages. We have billboards and signs. We have advertising on every website that you go to. Uh, We have uh, YouTube, which now has tons of ads, too. We have the news, which gives you different kind of messages. Every day we hear messages that promote things such as greed, uh, selfish living, indulgence, and we see it all the time in these advertisements, advertisements. and we, we see and hear we, in media messages that promote an unhealthy self-image, uh, messages that cause people to question their identity and their value, and then we read the news and we hear messages that cause fear and doubt, and as a culture we read books, we uh, watch movies, television, YouTube, and we hear messages that promote uh, temporary pleasure. Messages that cause us to question our values. Messages that uh, cause us yeah, to question our truth and the dignity of human life. And all around us, we see games and we hear music, we see movies that glorify violence and anger and revenge. I remember this story my college friend, he shared with me years ago. He said when he was in high school, he, he listened to a lot of really aggressive music that was filled with bad language, and he would never admit it at the time, he said, but this music made him angry. It just fed that anger, and he would walk home from school just muttering swear words the whole time. In a world filled with endless messages, it is impossible to ignore it all. Rather, we must be discerning and we must counter those messages by filling our minds and setting our minds on truth. Verse 16 again. Let the message of Christ 
dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Fill your minds with the good news of the gospel. Fill your minds with truth and with grace. Remind yourselves and, and others in your life of the blessings that we have in Christ. Right? Speak truth and life and encouragement to one another. Invite praise into your life by, and into your ears and into your thoughts. So carve out time to immerse yourselves in the Scriptures. I think reading is great, but another thing you can do is you can also listen to Scripture. With all this technology, we have the ability to listen to Scripture very easily. And so sometimes even when I'm doing like some mindless tasks or playing some game that doesn't require much attention, I'll open my Bible app and, and just let one of the Gospels play. Another great practice is just to listen to worshipful music. And this is the primary reason why I think it's really great to, to play worshipful music. It's one of the reasons why I play it in my car often or when I'm at the gym. And if I'm honest, eh, it's not always my favorite style of music. But I, want, I need to fill my, my ears and my mind and my heart with truth and with praises from God. There are so many voices and messages out there. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And you know, I love this, this summary of verse. Whatever you do, do it all in the name of Christ. So an attitude of a spirit of thankfulness is a result of having the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. It is nurtured by allowing the message of Christ to dwell among you richly. And it is out of the riches of Christ and what he has done in our lives that we can then speak and act thankfully in the name of Christ. And we can train ourselves, like we can train ourselves to complain less and to give thanks more. And these are, these are good habits to make. However, a spirit of, of genuine, heartfelt thankfulness, contentment, and joy, it does not come from self-help tricks or tips. A genuine thankfulness, genuine contentment and joy, it, it flows out of the goodness of God in our lives. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. It's not something that we manufacture simply on our own. Because our default position is to think primarily of ourselves. And a spirit of thankfulness flows out of a relationship with Jesus. It flows out of the spirit working in us and through us. And so I heard this great illustration the other day. You know, sometimes construction crews, they, they come across these like giant boulders that need to be removed. And machinery can't really get it out very easily, so they have to find a different way to remove it. And the easiest way to remove these giant boulders is by first breaking these boulders apart. And so using explosives is an effective way to do this. Now one strategy is to lay the explosive charges all the way around the boulder. Now it can be effective at, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty ineffective and lazy approach, really, because all it really does is, it's effective at knocking off the dirt and the dust. Uh, it's pretty effective at um, 
well, maybe moving it a bit, nudging it, if that was your goal. Uh, it's pretty effective at making a giant hole beside the boulder. But if you really want to break that boulder apart, you first need to drill down into it. You've got to get down into the heart of it. And this takes some pretty in intentional planning and diligence. And once you have that hole drilled, then you set the charges inside it, and then you'll see that rock split. Likewise, to be a person who is to be characterized by thankfulness, we need to invite the presence of Jesus. The good news of Jesus is the power that can split that boulder of fear or complaining and selfishness from the inside out. We need to let the message of Christ dwell in us richly so that the peace of Christ may come and rule in our hearts. And with that peace of Christ ruling in our heart, God begins to change our perspective. And rather than complaining about being stuck in traffic, you can praise God that you've got somewhere to go. You've got a car to go in. You've got people to go for. Rather than complain about health issues, we can give thanks for the people in our lives and that we have eternal hope with God. The peace of Christ ruling in your heart allows us to see the difficulties, our frustrations, our annoyances from an eternal perspective. Thankfulness brings us together. Complaining tears us apart. Thankfulness heals and restores. Complaining wears us down. And if you are a person who complains, I invite you to Repent of that complaining and negativity. Repent of sarcasm or that humor that just drips from a complaining attitude. For Jesus tells us the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And a spirit of thankfulness, of thanksgiving, it grows out of the peace of Christ in our hearts. It is influenced by the message of Christ that we pour into our souls. And it is out of this peace and message that we can then live and act and reflect the name of Christ with thanksgiving in all that we do and say. You know, of all the people on earth, followers of Jesus, we have the most to be thankful for. Because, well, we should be the most thankful because we have the most to be thankful for. Not because we have the most. And we will suffer. We will endure suffering and persecution of sorts. But we have hope. We belong to Christ. We have a Savior who loves us, a Savior who has defeated death and who has bought for us eternal life. In Christ, we have forgiveness. We have an eternal inheritance that will never spoil or fade. God is near us. God is with us in our troubles and in our burdens, and he has given us his spirit. He has given us one another, the church. While not perfect, but we are here for one another. And so you tell me, what are we lacking with all the spiritual blessings we have in Christ? Let the good news of Jesus shape your perspective and let us give thanks. Let's pray together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the blessings we have in you, Lord, that we have hope, that we have forgiveness, that we have eternal life. And Lord, even as we go through difficult times, Lord, I pray that you would just fill us uh, with this fresh perspective from you, Lord, that, for all the things that we have to be grateful for, for you, Lord. 
And Lord, I pray for one another that you would help, to re- help us to remind one another of these blessings of this Thanksgiving. And Lord, may, us, may we be a people who are characterized by that and share that blessing with others in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.